Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD. When we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up. So sit back, relax, and get comfy. Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten. Coming straight out of Gotham. And hello, everybody out in Gotham City. Welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 101. Like the Dalmatians, like the puppies. Puppies, Eric, puppies. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows by heading on over to Batman on Film, clicking the podcast drop down, and uh, take your pick from your menu. I am your co-host from the other side of the Hudson River, a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I am Peter Arvera. Recording, and today we are recording on December 9th, twenty twenty-two. A little weekday weekend uh, combination here, weekday. Just SOG during the day here. As always, we have a great show for you today, but we'd like to remind all of you, our faithful listeners, you take the time to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. And we read your review on air. You just won our monthly Straight Out of Gotham prize pack. So please get those reviews and help us out, and we'll send you some cool free stuff. Um, maybe you'll get an action figure, maybe a matchbox car, maybe a comic book. I don't know, but you gotta you gotta you gotta enter to, you know, do your bit. You gotta do your part, and I'll do mine. Now let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the man who won the 1981 East Islip Holiday Bark Baking Championship. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, a junior Batman on film contributor, Eric Olsman. Wait a minute. Did you say ladies on gentlemen? Yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I got a Pornhub tab open. I forgot to close it, so it just kind of triggered me. That's fantastic. Yeah, oh, that is do? fantastic. Yes, Who do you think everybody. most of our audience is, ladies or gentlemen? I would assume gentlemen. You think so? I would assume that. I, I mean, feel like I... most of our audience is, you know, yes, hello, hello, and then Steve Helm takes to talk like this. Like, I feel like that's our audience. Two people. Just those two? <laughs> yeah, Jake? that's it. Jacob. <laughs> a boy Jacob and Canada. Hello, yes, Reno. Yes, me, Reno. Oh, hello, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> now he just combined them into one person. <laughs> Can I have a conversation with Steve and Reno? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, <laughs> the the bark thing was something I did. I was kind of thrown into. I got picked out of like this group of. They're like, "Oh, he looks cute. Let's bring him on." And I was able to do it. And they didn't know that you were a culinary master. They didn't know. Yeah, at that point in my life, I mean, I was a kid. I was a real young. But it's. I feel like one of those kids that you see on Iron, not Iron Chef, the show that's on. With Gordon Ramsay with the kids. I felt like one of those. I think it's like Iron Chef Kids. Some, it's something yeah. like that. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. Or Master Chef or something. But yeah, you know, the holidays are always, I, even now with the holidays, I always like, that's what I start to bake. I don't bake during the year, mm-hmm. but during the holidays, I'll, I'll, I have one of those guns and I'll make holiday cookies. Is and... it true that you make an exceptional German apple crumb cake? There's no such thing. Are you sure? I a little birdie told me you made an exceptional There's apple strudel. Apple okay. strudel is German. Maybe that's what it was. It was an apple strudel. Uh, is that like a... okay? And there's something called a stolen that that they make that was is a holiday thing. It's a Christmas thing. It looks like this loaf of bread, but it has mm-hmm. like it's more like cake, and it has nutmeg in it and fruit and okay, and then it's powdered sugar on top. It's good. All right, it's I believe it. So, but I don't make those, but I do know what you're talking about. 
And other German things are like Pfeffernus. You might have seen those. They're the little small round I like cookies. German food names because they sound funny. Schnitzel, Pfeffernus, <laughs> Gl- Glutenlog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, der- Christmas, historically, Christmas really, the way we celebrate it, it was a German thing. So what is German Christmas? Well, historically, German Christmas is instead of putting lights on a Christmas tree, you actually put candles. That sounds very dangerous. Yes, it does. Not very dangerous. (laughs) That's incredibly. That sounds, that's that's a weird tradition. It is. It definitely is a weird tradition. I will not lie. I mean, I know they used to do it back in the day. I know. But now that you say it out loud, you're like, oh, wow, that's, make sure that tree's watered. Well, now what they'll do is some some German families, they'll just put, they'll like clip the the candles on and they won't light them. Or they'll buy some of those bubble candle, the ones that have the liquid in it that looks like it's bubbling Mm -hmm. and use those Mm -hmm. bubble lights on the tree. Okay. So you you could do that as a, uh, as a replacement or kind of a different thing. But yeah, a lot of the traditions that we have here started there, uh, started from in Germany. So. Oh, there you go. Just uh, yeah, just throw that out there. Breaking um, news: Germans invented <laughs> Christmas. Eric Holzman. We didn't invent Christmas. It just Germans invented Christmas. You know. Well, speaking of <laughs> speaking of Christmas, I wanted to talk about this on last week's show on our hundredth episode. Just by the way, thank everyone for the support and love for the hundredth. Uh, thank again to Ryan Haas for coming on and and breaking down the st- stories with us. But I did see Violent Night. Uh, oh, how was it last week? The uh, David Harbor Santa Claus film, mm-hmm. uh, where he, it was, I wanted it to be better. It's very surface level in a lot of things. There, they they could have gone deeper in certain portions of it. But, <laughs> Are you but sure? All, yes, they could have. <laughs> okay. But okay. all of the references to the other holiday movies, like there's references to Home Alone, there's reference to Christmas Vacation, there's references to all these the, our favorite holiday films are fantastic, and they're woven into this movie. And that's the reason to go see it. That's is the it a movie that's built around the references, or do the references references fit in place? They fit in place. Like okay. Die Hard, there's die, there's references to Die Hard in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just very very well done uh, in that regard. But it could have been more. It kind of left you wanting a little bit more. Uh, but definitely, if you get a chance to see it, go see it because it's it's a uh, it's a it's a wild wild time. Okay, a fun little. Fun little. Oh, Is this going to be added to your Christmas rotation next year? It will be. Yes. Okay. This, good, good, good this stuff. will be a movie that I'll throw in uh, with with the other Christmas films. Uh, David Harbour's just good in these kinds of roles, and it, it kind of sucks that his Hellboy didn't work for people. I still haven't uh, seen it, but uh, but uh, he really is good at these kinds of parts. Uh, you could definitely see the Stranger Things guy. Um, I, I always forget his character's name. I don't know why I watched the show, but um definitely see that in this uh it's very 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 good um so i i enjoyed it again you kind of left you wanting more but i definitely would recommend people go go check it out okay okay john linguizamo's in it uh beverly d'angelo's in it there's the christmas vacation reference uh so yeah you have those um there as well so go check it out if you can Sounds good. I, I definitely want to. Um, what one of the more modern Christmas movies that actually stuck with me that I have added to the rotation is uh, the one with Kurt Russell that Netflix did not too long ago. Which I didn't see that one. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was uh, it was exceptionally good. And I was like, oh wow. 
So I, I have the, to watch I mean, that. The, there's a lot of, I'll, I'll mention one of the deep dives in the movie. They even go to like Krampus. There's even nice, references nice. to that. I watch yeah. Krampus every Christmas as well. It's, it's, yeah. I always get weird when the dog dies. It bothers me. <laughs> it still does. It's like, oh, I hate watching this movie because the dog dies. And you just, right. you just feel bad. You know, I mean, I love, I love, you know, I mean, you know this. I'm a dog guy. You're a dog guy. Of course. Yeah. You know, Hezbollah is a cat guy. It's fine. Um, but yeah, like I, I do love Krampus. It's definitely, obviously the Grinch stuff like that. Right. I watch that every holiday season. Um, as, as of course, Die Hard and Batman Returns and Lethal Weapon, my, my fake Christmas movies. <laughs> I should make sure to get those in as well. But yeah. Yeah. That's it, yeah so guys, definitely go check that out if you want to. Uh, and let me know what you thought about it. Uh, I've, I've, I've had mixed, I've talked to people about it and there's been mixed reactions. So I'm always interested to what you guys want to uh, tell me about movies. Talk to the I cola. Think. Yeah. So give me, let me know what you thought. Hit him up on Facebook. Hit him up on Twitter. Yes, and you guys know my handles, but I'll tell again later at the end of the show. <laughs> Final E33, baby. In, in case you don't. Uh, by in now, case you don't know. Something John Jam, Eric Holzman. Final uh, E33, come at me. Woo, 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 woo. We're starting this early this week, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Long Island Red Riders, class 84, woo. <laughs> class of 84. <laughs> I'm not that old. 94. 94. Yes, 94 would be right. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, uh, but Pete, we've had this. I feel like the news we've gotten in the, this past week. Uh, so much news that we were started to, we decided to record a day earlier. <laughs> seriously, like we we couldn't wait too long because it would have gotten stale because we wouldn't know what happened. We don't know what's going to happen today yet. Like, yeah, we have yeah. no idea. But We're lots of different, tellers. yep, lots of different things, lots of. So where do you want to start? Thought you had some clarity, then we didn't really have any clarity, and maybe there's some clarity. I have no idea, but yeah, let's start with the big news of the week. So, what broke everything? What started the whole mess was we heard that Wonder Woman three was not going forward. That was the first canceled, Damn. right? That was the first thing that that dropped. Yeah, and of course, it, the minute something like that drops. Freak out happens. <laughs> I oh, feel yeah. like I, I inbox feel like we need, was crazy, bro. Yep, I feel like we need an alarm or something when this news breaks, just to let us know. Okay, incoming. Like I love it too because it's like now we're at the point where like no one believes the trades, you know. And then everyone's like, "Oh, this," and it's like, "Oh God!" I was like, everyone's just arguing. I'm like, can we? Like yes. in an hour, we're gonna know more. Just wait a second. Like this is just right. wait for the second tweet in the thread. Let's just see what happens here. Yep. So at first it was reported that Warner Brothers made the decision not to go forward with Wonder Woman 3. Um, and we'll just get we'll talk about what actually happened really quickly, because we if we did, we didn't find out that part out till yesterday. But it was actually Patty Jenkins who walked away from Wonder Woman 3. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she submitted her treatment first to DeLuca and Abdi. They had notes on it. So gave it back to her. This was before Gunn and Saffron even saw it. And then she submitted it to them and they also didn't like, like it, or it wasn't, it didn't fit the direction, obviously that they're going with the universe. Now, I don't know if that means Wonder Woman or not, but didn't fit the direction. So she was like, you know what? I don't want anyone. I don't feel like anyone should, you know, have to have anything to say with this. Uh, You know, I have a character arc in place. This is the end of the arc. There's really nothing else. You know, there's nowhere else I want to go with it basically took her toys and went home she's like 
uh, if you guys don't like this, then I'm out. That's basically that's basically the gist of what happened. Uh, so what do you think? What just really quickly comment on that part of it because there's so much more um, to get into. But it's interesting. You know, obviously in the group thread we've had uh, conflicting views on this. Some people think that Patty's difficult to work with. I feel like she kind of stood up for herself and her stood her ground and for the movie she wanted to make. Um, we shared a clip or we shared a, a podcast between John Roca and Jeff Snyder on Twitter where, you know, Snyder says that, you know, the rumor is Patty Jenkins is unbearable and like mm-hmm. horrible to work with right now. Yeah. So like, that's the rumor kind of going about. So like, I don't know. Like, I, I still think she has the right to stand up for her movie. You know, you know, she did direct the first movie, which was a hit. The second movie is clearly a little bit more of her than the first movie. Um, it feels like her 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 vibe with Wonder Woman is much more in line with like Linda Carter's '70s show, right? Which we saw in '84, like clear and upfront. And it, I feel like the studio wants more of the Amazon Warrior, right? Probably a little bit more of what we got in the first film, in the first film, and probably the Justice League movies, right? You know, so. Um, and you know, it's it's a bummer that she walked away, but let's you know, sometimes you know a fresh start is good. <laughs> well, I mean, they right? did give her, and they gave her the opportunity to rewrite it. They yeah. did say here, you know, these are our notes. Take what take you know, do what you need. Write, give us and send us another draft of the treatment. And then she still was like, yeah, nah, I already yeah. did two I of mean, these. I mean, you know, to quote Ryan Haas, you know, like she's got a hand in notes, but Matt Reeves gets a spinoff show, right? <laughs> like <laughs> she's directed two movies. He's directed one and she's got, like, she's got a hand in notes, but I get it. Like as someone who enjoyed Wonder Woman 84 and got what the director was doing and understands how people didn't like it. I understand why the studio would be kind of, you know, Hey, look, we have some things to say on this one compared to the last one. Right. You know? Yeah, when you I don't direct to hit, like, of course, they're going to say something, right? Like, I just, I get both sides. Right. And it's, I do feel like she felt like she had a certain sense of entitlement because she did the first two. And maybe, but she wasn't being truthful with herself about how the second one resonated with not only with the fans, but with also the um, the critics. So I think when you do something like that, you should be a little bit humble to be like, all right, what what do you have to give me? Um, you're right. Maybe we'll try this a different way. But then I also see, like, I see what you were saying about letting a director do their version. If you're going to hire them to do it, let them tell their story. Uh, we've been talking and about that. if you're going to fire them, make sure you do it before you start making the movie. <laughs> yeah, we saw we saw how that happened. Yeah. We've, we've been down that road. So, but that was really just the first, like, the first, you know, event that happened. And then we started hearing all this other stuff come out. Uh, so there was a huge story in the Hollywood reporter about how they're getting, they're going to do a complete, a total reboot of everything that Henry Cavill's out. Jason Momoa is not going to be Aquaman after the second, probably not going to be Aquaman after the second Aquaman movie. And he's going to play Lobo then. And uh, we don't know really what's going to, what the flash, like who's in the flash anymore. Cavill is, has a cameo he shot it. He's in it. All this other information uh, that just kind of throw that we kind of been speculating about what's going on. And it was just a whole big mess. It pretty much. That's it. That Here. That's it. That's the thing right there. Everything you just said, it's just, it's a mess. It's a complete <laughs> and utter yes. mess. Listening to you explain it 
gives me a headache. Yeah. So therefore, I I honestly believe the best way to go about this is to just clean house and start fresh and just build on, you know, a solid foundation. Because this foundation isn't solid. They've been trying to soft reboot this stuff for how many years now? Just give it a hard reboot. Well, if you go to Tony, if you're using 2017 as the barometer, it's five years. If that's, and, and if that's there's been several point. soft reboots. Yeah. Suicide Squad was one. Black Adam was another. Well, that's the other component. The Dwayne Johnson component, who kind of has been the champion for bringing Cavill back. And, you know, we'll get into a little bit next. We're going to talk about the, the box office argument that that he's having and that, you know, We'll talk about that in, in, after we get through all this, but uh, James Gunn, as he always does, kind of came in to 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 ease the tension a little bit, to calm everyone's fears a little bit, and he's great. He really is great at this. Uh, so I'm going to read exactly what he tweeted out. Uh, so as for the story yesterday in The Hollywood Reporter, some of it is true, some of it is half true, some of it is not true, and some of it we haven't decided yet whether it's true or not. Although this first month at DC has been fruitful, building the next 10 years of story takes time and we're just at the beginning. Peter and I chose to helm DC Studios knowing we were coming into a fractious environment, both in the stories being told and in the audience itself, and there would be an unavoidable transitional period as we moved into telling a cohesive story across film, TV, animation, and gaming. But in the end, the drawbacks of that transitional period were dwarfed by the creative possibilities and the opportunity to build upon what has worked in D.C. so far and help to rectify what has not. We know we are not going to make every single person happy every step of the way, but we can promise everything we do is done in the service of the story and the service of the D.C. characters we know you cherish and have cherished our whole lives. As for more answers about the future of the D.C.U., I will sadly have to ask you to wait. We are giving these characters in the stories the time and the attention they deserve, and we ourselves still have a lot more questions to ask and answer. So I felt when I read that, I was like, okay, at least now in the past, we wouldn't have gotten something like this. And everyone would have just been waiting to see what happens and speculating and throwing stuff all over there. He doesn't give us anything concrete, but he does calm people's fears a little bit by saying there's going to be stuff here that is already existing that we're going to keep forward and yes then there's going to be stuff that we're going to change and i think that's while that is good it yeah, also the stuff does... he's going to keep forward is batman the batman and the joker and the stuff that's going to change <laughs> no, is the dceu <laughs> i don't think so because he has a property in that world so why would he throw that out the suicide squad is in that world it's part of that universe I don't think he wants to get rid of that. I don't think he wants I think to get he can rid of remold the Suicide Squad in however way he wants. You're right, and that's why I, my thing is always well. The Flash is supposed to reboot the universe anyway, so post that movie. And rumor is they haven't changed the ending of the Flash. Right. So whatever that original ending was years ago, whenever before you know, like before anything happened, right? It's still the same ending. That hasn't changed, for, for, you know, just from what's been heard. Right. Apparently, the Flash is amazing, and they haven't changed the ending at all. That's the one thing that hasn't changed. Right, which, which is interesting me... because of flip flop Aquaman. I know that is crazy, but it, it is that's a good thing to hear at least how much positive. Um, Unless positive... it has a standalone ending. Right. I mean, there's the movie doesn't come out until June, so 
there's plenty of time for them to change things. And it would not take long for them to do that. But it is a good thing, as you said right now, nothing has changed at the end of that film. So whatever the original intent was, that's still going to be what happens. And that's why I think for people who want to keep what's what's in the past, you have a little bit of hope, maybe, that you might get Cavill again. You might get, you know, I think Gal Gadot's staying as Wonder Woman anyway, so I don't think she's going anywhere. Uh, yeah, like when I read her tweet the other day, I thought it was kind of like she knew the article was going to drop and she wanted to kind of rally her fan base a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then upon second viewing and listening to other people's opinions, it does kind of seem like she's like, I'll continue on. I know Patty <laughs> quit, but I love Wonder Woman, you know? Uh-huh. Maybe she, and maybe that's her trying to rally her fan base. Like, oh, gal, we love you too. Cause you know, everyone on Twitter is just like, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. You know? Like, and it's so, like, I, I try to think about, there are certain franchises where the, the actor, the lead actor is like, well, if this person doesn't do it, I'm not coming back. Like Matt Damon did that with the Bourne, the Bourne movies. Like he mm. was like, if Paul Greengrass isn't the director, I'm not coming back. Mm. Like, so there, it, we do have that in in with other franchises where where actors can the lead actor can kind of stake that but, i guess keaton technically did it in batman right. forever right right he like if not right so you we do have history there with that but it doesn't it this is her biggest role to date and the role she's known for and i think because wonder woman is such an iconic character she understands that's bigger than any director that's going to be attached to it so she's like, yeah, if they do another one, I'll be, I'll be there. Like I'll continue. So I think I'll we'll, be fine with that. You know? Yeah. I think I she'll know. be, I think she'll continue on as wonder woman as our wonder woman for now, but yeah, everyone else is kind of in flux. The, the Aquaman stuff was interesting with Momoa. Uh, very interesting people speculating on him being Lobo, which Pete, we had talked about already on the show. Uh, that he had talked i didn't know it would be he's leaving aquaman to do it which is possible he's doing i don't know like how many and i've said this for a while like (laughs) aquaman one used ocean master and black manta already in the movie like can you name five aquaman villains i can't i read aquaman (laughs) sorry like you call me a bad fan eric say what you like i have more aquaman comics than most people have comic books and i can't i would never call you a bad fan pete don't (laughs) i mean i can't name five aquaman villains like there's only so many movies you know like it sucks for whoever wants to take on aquaman but maybe this is all we get and hey that's fine because remember like 10 years ago aquaman was a joke so the fact that you got two movies out of the deal and uh, you know, a couple Justice League appearances is well is well worth it if you ask me. Um, maybe the new yeah. DCU doesn't have an Aquaman. Maybe that's why he's able to become Lobo. Maybe it won't be a maybe it won't be a, a character that it's centered on. I mean, I remember I told Justin, and this seems like a long shot, but like if you can't reboot the franchises because you've got the Batman in production, right, and you can't use Batman. Like who would be uh, and Azazov obviously has a hard on for Superman. Like who's your and and Wonder Woman? You don't want to reboot Wonder Woman because of Gal. Maybe Gal, if Gal leaves, right? Like if they reboot that franchise entirely, like you, they'd be probably this the second tier because you've got to let Reeves' movie play out and Gal is just Wonder Woman. So it's like who do you lead off with? Obviously Superman. That's Azazov's favorite. So who's 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 batting in the two hole? Like I told Justin, like it's got to be Green Lantern because you don't have anybody else, right? If you're rebooting Aquaman, you can't use him. You can't use Batman because of the Batman and Gal's the same reason you can't use him Momoa because it's like they were just the character. 
Right. So it's but like, also, we got to give it a break. Like, who do you reboot it with? Like, they're going to have all, to rely on some of these second tier characters here. But look at it. I also look at it this way, right? Like, if if you're having, if the Flash does well, which what we're hearing is fantastic. Yeah. Do you keep Ezra Miller and is he in the two, sh- two hole now? Is the Flash? That's decided, a valid point. But like, right? does that, what if Ezra Miller is part of the old, where they're like, oh, we got a clean house. Everybody's I know, fresh. That's what I mean. We don't until we get the actual plan. There's that word again. And who knows? What if Ezra Miller re- goes in, like falls off the what's, what's the term? Like falls off the wagon, has a relapse. Relapse. You know, like he's just you know, God forbid. But like, no, who you're knows right. How's going to happen? You're right. That, that's what that's. We really don't know. All these are valid questions, but we do know something which we heard, which I which I heard about. Guys, Aquaman two. There's no Affleck. <laughs> He's not and Amber it. Heard hasn't been cut at all from the movie. Yes, and Amber Heard hasn't been cut. At Which all. is great because I love her as a mirror. She's fantastic. So all of that stuff that everyone thought, it's not happening. And that's fine. And and no one should be upset about it. <laughs> but but people inevitably inevitably will be. So this this uh, whole I mean situation. it's just interesting how just things just happen. Yeah, it's interesting and I mentioned this before we came on air. It's interesting how the trades are kind of like fighting, doing completely different points of view where one will say like the THR was like, this is all gone. And then deadline did an article was like, yeah, that's not entirely accurate. And then deadline <laughs> included, like, I, I think it was deadline. It might, it's either deadline or variety with him. It was deadline. It was like, and then a Hawkman spinoff is in development. I was like, wait, you guys are just reporting everything's getting rebooted. And you mentioned Hawkman. And then a Harley, a Harley, Margot Robbie is talking about making a Harley Quinn Poison Ivy movie. Yes. Like, I don't know if that's going to make it. Yeah. Is it going to make it? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess since you put that out there, we could, we could, it was on the rundown. We'll talk about it. So, yeah, she apparently has been begging or have been dying to do it. Uh, the Harley Quinn Poison Ivy romance film. Uh, and she's, you know, she's like, yes, I've been trying and I want to get it done. So clearly she's probably not done at being Harley Quinn. <laughs> I would say. I mean, I think it's good because it shows she wants to do the character again. She's not intimidated by the fact that they have Harley Quinn in Joker with Lady Gaga. You know, like they didn't hire some scrub to play the second version of Harley Quinn and hired Lady Gaga. Right. You know, that's, you know, it, it, you know, it proves there's kind of like no ill will and like they're just going to be different versions of Harley, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll see what, what Gaga's got in store, but like, I like that Robbie wants to do this. I just don't know. Like does Robbie's Harley Quinn fit into the plan anymore? Well, uh, like we I know said, Gun I, loves the writer, right? right? You know, like so, like it's I, we're in such a limbo here. We don't. How am I supposed to comment on this? <laughs> if anybody in this entire equation is safe, I think it's Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. If she wants to continue to play the part, just because we know the affinity Gun has for the the character and for her playing it. So, if anyone is safe in this entire equation, I never thought I'd say this. It's probably her and Harley Quinn. So, but she, um, she definitely praised uh, Lady Gaga when she said, yes, you know, I, I always thought that I'm happy Harley Quinn is this character now that's being played by a bunch of actors and not just me or not just one person who kind of defines the role. Uh, it's be, she, she compared it to Queen Elizabeth, which I thought was, (laughs) I thought was a little crazy, but, uh, you know, she went there with that. So it's going to be cool, but. They specifically asked her who she thought could play Poison Ivy. And she says the only point of reference she has is from the comics. So, <laughs> I mean, hello, Uma Thurman played the character. Did you not see that movie? 
<laughs> so you Ooh, know, might be the best thing about that movie. She is the best thing about that movie. So I know you're bad with fan casting people. But is there anyone you could think of who would play, who could play Poison Ivy? Man, the top of your head? Like, I'm, you know what? I mean, I'm going back to Batwoman season three because Bridget Reagan crushed Poison Ivy. And I think that's the version of Poison Ivy you got to look at if you want to reference anything. Swear to God. You guys want to call me out on anything. I'm telling you, that three-story arc with, about Montoya and Ivy and Batwoman is incredible from a Batman standpoint. And you guys don't watch it for some stupid reason. Um, but that's actually the best interpretation. You know, like, I, so you got to kind of go with that. I like the, I don't know who to cast, but like, uh, like who's redhead? Like I don't know. Give me Ron Howard's daughter. Like I like her. She's cool. <laughs> that is not. That's actually a pretty decent um, pull. Bryce Dallas Howard could probably play Poison Ivy. She plays a redhead in Jurassic World too, right? Yeah, I think. So. Yes, she does. So yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I mean, that's probably not who anybody would want. I don't know. Why not? Uh, I'm just. I, yeah, what's it called? Lauer's fiance. She could be uh, Poison Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Jamie, Miss Jamie, yeah, could be... Mara, Mara could be Ivy. I don't know anyone who looks good in red hair. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm all for it again. Just like DC's in such limbo, it's so funny that like they're announcing that these people want to do these movies, obviously because these actors and producers need jobs and they want to keep working. <laughs> but it's also like at the same time they're, they're printing articles like everything's getting rebooted. This is canceled. We're starting fresh. This, th- there was a Batman Beyond movie with Michael Keaton that got axed, and you're like, God damn! Like that stuff sounds really cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, this one and Nico would lose his mind. But if Anya Taylor Joy got to play Poison Ivy, <laughs> this- what's her name? De- Anna De Armas or whatever. They they love her too. What's her name? No, yeah, but but Anya Taylor Joy actually like physically would be a perfect casting. Mm-hmm. She has to dye her hair, but that's it. Like her body and everything is perfect when you would think of Poison Ivy. Someone like probably Poison Ivy. So she'd be fantastic. But yeah, it's going to... I hope this movie happens. Part of me does. I mean, they do it on the, the animated show. They have their relationship and it's cool. So I think it would be a cool little thing to do. And I hope it's kind of like Mr. and Mrs. Smith or, you know, in that kind, Louise. Yeah, something like in that kind of a of a world where they're like, they're lovers, but they, you know, the Mr. Like and Mrs. Smith thing is pretty cool. Right. I think that would be kind of a cool way to go about it, but uh, yeah, hope let's hope it happens. Uh, it'd be a cool little, they do a good job on the TV show. Little, they do. They do an excellent job on the TV I love show. that TV show. So, all right. So we spoke a little bit about uh, black Adam and the box office. And it's funny has been, I think it's great that that Dwayne Johnson gets involved in this stuff, but he is, you know, this is his baby. So I understand why. So we got an article from variety that said black Adam was going to be a financial bust. Mm -hmm. um, That was going to lose. It said it would have to, what had to make around 600 million to break even something like that. Six, six fifty. Yeah. It was something around there. Uh, It wasn't exactly what, obviously it wasn't what DC was hoping with him in the lead and all those other things. It does go in and break down uh, obviously the issues with not opening in China or Russia and, you know, uh, the fight. So there's no money coming from that internationally and how, you know, it compares to other films that have come out 
that started this way but didn't have legs, obviously because of COVID. Now this doesn't have legs because of COVID and the Russia and China. So it does kind of break that down. But then Deadline says, mm-mm-mm. <laughs> That's completely false. And we're going to show you. And guys, if you read the article, at the end of the article, there's a PL, <laughs> Profits and Law Sheet, where they actually break down by section what the movie made, what it lost, the total revenues, the cost, and everything on uh, right in front all of right. you. Okay, right okay, in- okay. So you just, you just crammed us with all this information. Layman's terms. Did Black uh, just cut right to the chase? Did it make money or not? According to the sheet, yes, it's going to turn a profit of about fifty-two million dollars. Is now is that considered a box office bomb? A movie that makes only fifty-two million back profit? I don't know. That's what we need to find out because from everything we've heard, Black Adam is a huge bomb. We've heard it's going to lose money. And we know that it was not, you know, it wasn't really watched by the general audience. Right. And it critically was not favored. So it's all negative. Like all I've heard about Black Adam as someone That's who true. likes the movie, got what they were doing and had fun with it. I I get why they wouldn't make a sequel to this movie, apparently, because all I hear is that it sucked. I yeah. And that that's also um, in the deadline article we talked about before. Uh, that was also one of the questions. Are they gonna? Is there gonna be a Black Adam two? Why would you make a Hawkman spinoff to a movie you wouldn't even make a sequel to? Right? Like, right. I don't know. Like, was Hawkman that impressive? I mean, I love a Hodge. Like Hodge, Aldous Hodge is an amazing actor. He's great in Invisible Man. That's all I've really seen him. But dude's just like, incredible. Yeah, he was in um, what? He was in Straight Outta Compton. Uh. Yeah, I mean, he's been in other... I've seen him in other movies. He's always been... He's always a standout in the roles I've seen him in, so he's fantastic. And he was great in Black Adam. He really was. So we're going to have to see. I'm pretty sure that Warner Brothers doesn't want to alienate The Rock, and not only because... Not because of what he brings in the box office, because we were talking again before we came on air. If you look at his... The movie he headlines, they never really make that much money. So... I don't know from that perspective. To me, it'd be more of the perspective. We don't want him going on this PR tour, negatively talking about us, because that's where his influence mostly, <laughs> mostly is. He has. I don't know, but like, does The Rock really have that much influence? If you're telling me his movies don't make money, and I'm second guessing whether The Rock is really as big of a movie star as I thought he was, does he really have that much influence, or is he just that loud on social media where people just talk about it? That, but that's what I'm talking about. That would be where the negative PR comes from. Because we've already seen how he, the PR he's been trying to do to prop up the film and to talk about Henry Cavill staying on as Superman in the future. We've already seen that. So if he, if they were to kind of say, yeah, you know what? We don't want to do a Black Adam 2. I think he would have some kind of visceral response to that. Uh, I don't know for certain. I don't know. I feel like he'd want to make other movies with Warner Brothers. Maybe just it wouldn't be Black Adam. Maybe he doesn't want to make Black Adam 2 now. 15 years in development, Pete. Come on! Yeah, and it was apparently it was a waste of time. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it, it, clearly, it's a it's a passion project for him. Those are harder to let go of. So I, I guess until you make it, and no one likes it, and no one sees it. You know, like I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, would he even want to? Like, is it worth his time and consideration? I think he wants to continue to play this part as long as he's allowed to play it. Um, I think he has this. He's he's dead set on telling the Black Adam Superman story as well. So I hope so. 
I mean, I don't. I mean, I would like I, me personally. I don't want to see Black Adam and Superman, but like I, I don't either. I understand getting from the Rock's perspective. He wants to fight. You know, you want to, you want to fight the champion. You want to fight Superman. Like I get it. Um, I don't know. I just like I, I'd be fine if they made it. I just <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to get to that point, especially with Cavill. I think Cavill's gone too at this point. I think, yeah, of all of them, I think he's the most in jeopardy. Like his, which sucks because, I mean, just a month ago we were talking about, oh, he's back and he's gonna get, we're going to get another Man of Steel. This is going to be awesome. And yeah, that's take, crazy. And take another shot. Like, it's like, oh, Cavill's got again. Like, yeah, was this and, guy ever back? Was this guy honestly ever back? Well, the fun, that's the funny thing, though, is like most I don't people think he's never he really was, left either. Yeah, that's the funny part. Like most people be like, he's never not been super bad. Uh, Because they never replaced him. But I don't know, man. He's the one where I'm kind of like, I don't know. I think you might be out, buddy. So whatever they decide, I'm I'm fully I fully support Gunn and his vision. That's that's my main stance on this. I do want to see some of these guys. You fully support the reboot. No, I, I would rather it be a soft reboot, but. Whatever they decide. Who do you want to keep? Like, why? What's soft? What does soft reboot mean? Who are you keeping? I would like to keep all of the cast. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Would you keep all the cast and just reboot the universe? Yeah. Because, like I said before, I still feel like that's a a reboot. Maybe it's not a hard, clean slate reboot. But if you're keeping cast members and just starting fresh. But wasn't that the plan? I feel like that just means you still have baggage. With the Flash, wasn't that the plan anyway? That's what they were gonna do. That's what uh, they were. Yeah, Hamada to do. was doing like this multiverse type. You right. know, yeah. Where the Flash, if it was a Flashpoint film, which it sounds like that's what it is, completely just everything we saw didn't happen. That's what it sounds like they were doing with that movie, and still could be. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, you can keep these actors and just start fresh. That's my stance. If they don't, I totally get it. They want his guns. Like, no, I want to tell it with my actors and my hundred percent understand. But I wonder who he casts as Batman. Well, who James oh, Gunn have, Batman would be. I have no idea. I have no, because we're not going to get Batman in the shared universe until like 2029. I think he would. Yes. He's going to be the final character in the shared universe, whatever. Cause Reeves next movie get. will come out like what? 2025 apparently. Yeah. So that means Reeves' last movie will probably come out. Reeves' last movie probably comes out like twenty twenty nine. So you won't see a new Batman until like twenty thirty, probably twenty thirty one, something like that. Yeah, just saying. You've got about ten years to see a new Batman, which is fine. Like, you you think they can hold off another decade to introduce shared universe Batman? Would you? I don't think they. I don't think they wait that long, personally. Well, maybe they'll decide to keep Keaton. We'll see Keaton. what happens. But yeah. I, I mean, can you imagine they're going to wait another? T- not only we got this entire shared universe, but for ten years we're not going to show Batman. I do not see that happening. <laughs> and if that happened, would it Keaton be like eighty something? Like, Probably. Isn't he? Would he be? Oh, that'd be nuts. But uh, I don't know. But that's the fun. Like th- to me, this is the fun part. That's the fun part. I, I'm not. I'm not so emotionally attached to these versions of these characters where I'm like, oh, I would hate for that to happen. Uh, like, if you would ask me when I was a I'm kid. I'm trying to think. The, the characters I'm most attached to 
the act or the actors it's Godot and Momoa. Me too. And I'm still like, all right, reboot it. Like whatever. Yeah. Those are the two I would say as well that I really don't want them to. Also because I've lived long enough to see actors take over roles for other actors. Yep. Like how do I know the person coming into this role isn't going to be the better version? Right. You're right. Like you don't know. Doubted Ledger at one point. And now it's like, it's the only Joker anyone's ever heard of. It's true. So the only character that the only superhero character off the top of my head of that has been to stick with a role forever was Jackman. And he's coming back to play Wolverine again. Yeah. He's the only one I could. And Reeve, obviously Christopher Reeve obviously would have probably continued on if Mm -hmm. if they wanted to do something else. If he didn't have his accident. But uh, yeah, I mean, those are the, I'm sure guys. Robert Downey. I'm sure all the dead Marvel characters would have kept going if they weren't killed off story wise. There was actually a story Downey talked about uh, what he misses most. Yeah, yeah, about we it. We posted that on our feed. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen going forward. Uh, but we just wait, guys. Apparently, it's a month, maybe another month, maybe New Year's. We're going to get this news. And, uh, All I know is that the finale of Stargirl was amazing, and I've got to catch up on it. I'm two episodes behind, so I have to. Yeah, that's where my focus is right now. I got and the series gonna finale. Of that. She's going to be on Titans. Thank you for spoiling it for me, Eric. I appreciate it. Sorry. No, not this episode. Not this episode. That Pat. <laughs> no, 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 not the most recent episode. But she's going to be on Titans. She's, well, you spoiled it for me. Thank you. She's going to show. You could read, dude. Go to the Wikipedia. You see if she's on the cast list. I clearly didn't. <laughs> Read that for a reason. Sorry. Wow, you just Kowalski. I apologize. I got Kowalski. I apologize to everyone out there. Actually, if none of you knew that, oops. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I, I think it came out like yesterday. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Apologize. Didn't mean it. Shit happens. Eric Trollsman, everybody. Sorry. No, that was that was a totally unintentional troll. I thought everyone knew that news. I didn't know I was breaking news. All complaints news. go to at final E33 <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. Oh, anyway, spe- let's. we could stick in the CW world for a little while if you want. Uh, you know, I got no problem doing that, my friend. I love me some CW. Yes. So February 8th, guys, will be the premiere of the ninth and final season of The Flash. Are you going to tune in here, pal? I am going to watch this season. I am. There you go. Got him back. It only took five years, but he's back. I, I hope, I hope they give us like a little bit of a rundown of where we're at. Cause I am not watching all these other seasons, but you know, I will give this one a watch and, and I will watch this year. You should watch the last season. Last season was good. I did enjoy the show at one point. I think you should watch the season three about one, but what do I know? You know, I don't watch good TV apparently. Just got, No, you watch what you like. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You you just won't give Batwoman a shot. You're you don't like female superheroes. I gave superheroes. it a shot. I didn't like it. They changed the lead. A shot. I gave it a shot with her first season. No, I gave no, it a they shot. Changed the lead and then the story. I gave. I saw the first episode where she where she like discovered she's Batwoman and the thing with her mom and I remember I remember it. There we go. Now we're talking some Batwoman. There we go, baby. Javisha. Uh, yeah, Javisha Leslie. That's right. Talking some Batwoman in here. Talking some real talk. Got Harry talking some Batwoman. I love it. 
So, Pete, without spoiling anything for this season mm-hmm. of for season nine of the Flash, what is there anything you want to see happen? No, I'm not really sure. Um, I would love some more just Jay Garrick stuff personally. Okay. Uh, maybe uh, some Kid Flash. Hopefully he returns. And I feel like they're on bad terms, like this show and uh, Mr. Lonsdale. Um, but uh, I, I just kind of would like some cool Flash family stuff. I'm really, uh, we'll see. Maybe some cameos of characters past. Uh, you know, just I just kind of want the show to go out with a bang. You know, I also kind of don't want it to end like where like Barry's not the Flash. Like I almost wanted to have like an ending, but like he were I know he continues on running around doing whatever he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I'm gonna miss this. Like I spent, uh, man, I've spent my I watched the show from the beginning. Uh, the show came, when this show first came out, it was one of the I think there were two other superhero shows on TV. I think we were down to like maybe like three movies a year total. Like mm-hmm. there was a totally different landscape and fandom um, when this movie came out, even though that was like 2014. It's, you know, you know, I mean, obviously things boomed like eight, in 2008 with the Dark Knight. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like around 2014, things were still like kind of iffy. You know, like it was, we're just one year out of Man of Steel and such. Like it's still pretty much the beginning of kind of where we currently are. So it, that show kind of went through the whole cycle, you know, it's interesting. And I know Eric dipped out and I know some seasons are better than others and there's some dull points in some seasons, but overall, I think the show is a really solid hit. Um, there's certain aspects about it. Like I don't like, like the whole team aspect of the flash is kind of a bummer. Like I wish Barry was more of a solo detective, but whatever that's CW and it mm-hmm. works for them. Um, but I mean, overall, I give the show really high praise. Uh, I really liked it a lot from beginning to end, and I think they touched on a lot of flash elements and a lot of cool stuff. Could he use some more rogues? I know they did their own thing a little bit story wise, but I could have loved a little bit more classic villain showing up or anybody like you know moving Heatway over to Legend of Tomorrow instead of having him pop up like, robbing a bank every so often. The Flash was a bit of a disappointment but overall i will say i will say i love the show and i'm i'm not gonna miss it because i'll be re-watching it on netflix so it's not really going anywhere well they i mean they did they did grod uh which was yeah grod was huge man yeah grod was a huge part i remember that um, i'm hoping that Stephen amell shows up as as uh oliver queen in one of these episodes just because that's how he got introduced the flash was introduced on arrow so I'm kind of hoping that Stephen Amell shows up and the Green Arrow is kind of there at once, some point during the season. But I am, like I said, I will watch this year. Uh, maybe we'll do a weekly, when we do our show, we could do a weekly Flash segment uh, where we talk about what happened and, you know, stuff going on the show. Because, yeah, you're right. For the while there, uh, I mean, I always liked, overall, I've liked Arrow more. But for a while there, they were neck and neck for me. Uh, both of them. I really enjoyed both shows. I've got to and, give Arrow a shot. I, I, I really do. I have to watch it because it's that and Legends are the only two shows on the CW I haven't watched. Yeah. So I'm going to give Arrow a shot. Uh, early Arrow's seasons of Arrow. Early seasons of Arrow are better than the later ones. What is it like five and six? People say I can skip. <sighs> Maybe or is it four and five? Four, I think five's in there. I think it's four and five. I think the Damien Dark season and then season four is kind of like when he they put him and Felicity together and oh Felicity the beginning I can't miss that yeah yeah I, can't miss I mean that. you might you definitely should watch it but mm-hmm. if you skip a few episodes don't be too upset <laughs> don't be too mad that you didn't see it uh, but I pretty I much do want think... to see the Deathstroke because everyone says it's a good Deathstroke yes yes um, Manu Bennett plays him 
Uh, he's fantastic. He's a huge part of Oliver Queen's story in, in Arrow. Mm. Eric, so. go, you failed Long Island City. <laughs> yeah, there's Long Island City, actually. Uh, but yeah, so definitely, I definitely will watch this this uh, final season of The Flash. I'm looking for, I'm actually Yeah, but somewhat... we got Holzman back. You going to do reviews? Do reviews. I'm not review. doing reviews. Come no, on, no. review it. Get those mm. fingers working. Come on, baby. Mm-hmm. You're going to get carpal tunnel if you don't start typing. No, thank you. Come on. All right. So let's stick with The Flash because we also got news about the movie. Oh. Everyone's always was worried that it was going to be pushed back. But uh-uh-uh. <laughs> it actually got moved up a week. So The Flash will now debut June 16th, 2023. Uh, so I just want this movie to come out. I want to see it. Everyone says it's amazing. I want to get I want to see Keaton back like oh I want <laughs> I just want to see what this all the hype's about. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, me too. I That's I, where I'm at, man. I just want to see this thing. I'm so there. Like I've been there for a while and I'm still there. <laughs> so like I just want to see it. Uh, because yeah, everything we've heard isn't been nothing but positive uh for people who have seen either um screenings or dailies or whatever people have seen about this movie. Uh, they've been so positive. So we're getting it a week early. I think most people thought would, maybe would have hoped it would have been like a month early or two months, but one week. Uh, that's fine. We're getting and that's, it. that comes, it's this summer, right? We're definitely sure it's this summer. Yes. As of right now, 2023. Uh, and they did it to give them some room from Indiana Jones, which comes out on the 30th. So it's so funny when they did that because everyone's like, "This is courageous, this is that," and some people are like, "No, this is cowardice." I'm like, "Oh God!" It's like, it's a movie date. You guys are talking about like being cowards. <laughs> You're not. I mean, it's smart. It's smart business. Just <laughs> trust me. It's smart. Harrison Indiana Jones is an iconic character. Harrison Ford has been playing him since his inception. This is the I fifth can't wait for Indiana Jones. Yeah, like. Understand it, people. Don't don't think they're doing this to be cowardice. They're doing it for business reasons to be smart to give the Flash a couple weeks of head start, and not have to go up against that movie. So, all right. Well, one movie that was at when obviously caused a lot. This caused a lot of uh, uh arguments, and um, a lot of people were upset when Batgirl was canceled. And the directors recently spoke about. Uh, it being canceled and if they'd still work with Warner brothers. And the answer to that question is yes. And it doesn't surprise me <laughs> because of, you know, you're not going to not work with the studio like Warner brothers. I don't think you would turn your back on something like that. So especially them they they only have one big hit to date and that's bad boys for life. So I think they're trying to, you know, they would take any opportunity to work within that universe again and come back. So, um, their only condition they said though was if the movie comes out. <laughs> so that was an interesting. I feel like that's a really good condition, <laughs> right? You're a filmmaker. You want your movie to come out? Yeah, yeah. But it was cool to read how much support they got when it got canceled from James Gunn, Edgar Wright, uh, Kevin Feige, even you know, reached across the aisle. I guess if you want to say, but you know, it kind of well, sucks. They do work for him too, you know. Yeah, that's true. They do. So kind of sucks still when you think about it, but we might, we probably haven't yeah, seen the I last mean, who one. Who knows? Like what if, if the movie is honestly like it's, if the movie was so like, cause Haslov is like taking so many hits for yeah. Ezra Miller. Like if wonder, if wonder, if, if 
Batgirl, I was going to call her Wonder Girl. If Batgirl <laughs> was this like really like groundbreaking, amazing movie, or or just even this is like a good movie, you think he wouldn't have released it? Like I don't know. Like I just find it like when I think about the cast involved, and yeah, they've been in bad movies, but I kind of I find it hard to believe it was that bad. I agree. Right? Like. I don't know, uh, but and I also say, to... can say like I can sit down and enjoy Green Lantern. So what what does that say about my taste of film? <laughs> but it's weird. Like they talked about what the the cut that people saw, and they talked. They said they still need additional photography. There were scenes missing. A lot of the visual effects weren't there. So what did they really see? What what did they the what rough did people cut. really see? Yeah, like and cut. what is that? That's not. I mean, it's a whole movie. Yeah, but it's like watching. String of dailies with no touch up. They're just showing the dailies. Yeah, it's a whole movie. I don't know. Like, whatever. So I'm I'm happy these guys are gonna get another shot though. They're apparently they're doing this movie now. They're called Rebel. Um so if you guys want to support them, go out. It's about two Muslim Belgian brothers dealing with identity alongside ISIS, radicalization, and recruitment during the war in Syria. So if you guys want to go check that out, I might want to see that too. I like stories like that, so that'd be interesting. It hasn't been picked up in the States yet, though, but they're talking. It's going to be at Cannes, I think, or was it Cannes? Yeah, it was, it was at Cannes, so it probably will be eventually if it starts to do well overseas. We'll probably get some kind of distribution deal over here. So There you go. We'll see that going forward. We have more casting news in Marvel World uh, for Daredevil Born Again every week. This is going to be our new, uh, what's it called? Uh, Madam Web. <laughs> it's gonna be our new Madam Web of piece. Will be the the casting of Daredevil board again. Margarita Laviva and Sandrine Holt join the Disney series again. As we always tell you with these castings, there's not much news on who they're actually playing, but they might be love love interest for the leads, which of course is uh, Charlie Cox's uh, Matt Murdock and Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Fisk Kingpin. So I don't know about these women. So I can't. Really I don't either, but they're casting, so that things are moving along, and that sounds like great news to me. Yes. So. So here we go. We got eight, what is it? Eighteen episodes. So I'm. I'm. Yeah. We'll see what happens with these girls. Maybe they're uh, love interests. Maybe they're. I don't know. Plot twists. Who knows what they're going to be? That's what I think. I think it's the plot twist. But we'll see. So we're finally going to get a chance to see some some 1920s Batman, right? All right, so in Batman, the doom that came to Gotham, we finally have our voice cast. So we will start with Tati Gabrielle as Kylan Kane, Christopher Gorham as Oliver Queen, John DiMaggio as James Gordon, Patrick Fabian, our friend Pete, Ooh. as Harvey Dent, <laughs> Brian George as Alfred, James Marsden as Dick Grayson, and young Bruce Wayne. So Ooh. and David Ginatoli, sorry, was will be of course Batman. So interesting uh, cast of characters there. Yeah. So um, this is what I'll explain a little bit of synopsis of what it is. In the Doom that came to Gotham, explorer Bruce Wayne accidentally unleashes an ancient evil and returns to Gotham after being away for two decades. Batman battles Lovecraftian supernatural forces and encounters allies and enemies such as Green Arrow, Raza Ghoul, Mister Freeze, Killer Croc, Two Face, and James Gordon. So a little bit of a, is this a story you know, Pete? Not off the top of my head, no. All right, the doom that came to Gotham. No, yeah, I don't so think I don't think so. It might be a fresh one then. 
This doesn't sound like something I would have read either. I don't know. Like outside of Gotham <laughs> by Gaslight, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I like this stuff. Did you read Gotham Noir? Yeah. You did? I'd like that. That was fine. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. But like I, when it goes like, I don't know. I don't, we'll see. I, I'll watch it. I'll give it a shot. Like, I want to check it out. I'm excited. I, I haven't seen a new Batman anime movie in a while, feels like. Yeah, I mean, there's a a, a, a blah, blah, I can't even talk. There's a host of other characters too, and stuff. Talia's in it. Talia Gu, Lucius Fox, um, oh, some say Cobblepot, Oracle, Thomas Wayne's in it too. So there's a bunch of other characters. In Sounds it. pretty it's big. Well. Yeah, it's a big story. But I like I like these stories that go back in time and put our heroes in the, the you know that time period. I like time period stories, so this one I'm looking forward to. I wanna I wanna see this one. So it's expected in the spring of next year, guys. Spring of 2023. So let's do this. Yeah, so let's let's close on a sports uh, story because we haven't talked about it. Aaron Judge, yeah, Justin Verlander signed with the Mets, right? And uh, Brandon Nimmo's back. So <laughs> shout out to Drew. I hope you're really happy. I was more talking about Aaron Judge staying with the Yankees. Oh, 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 him. <laughs> Nine years, three hundred sixty million. That's what it was, right? Yeah, yeah. So forty million the season. Congrats, congrats to Aaron Judge. Thanks uh, for now staying. Just, now just hitting the postseason, and people will love you again. That's yeah. Just all, all you gotta do is win a World Series. <laughs> That's it. No, no pressure. You got nine years. <laughs> yeah, nine years to do it. That was a crazy day, though. Even that was crazy. How that well, happened. it's funny because like I thought of this like Heyman, John Heyman, world renowned, known. <laughs> Sports writer, been on, you know, MLB Network, writes for the New York Post, constantly on WFAN. Like, guy's legit. As legit as it comes, pro's pro. He hears from a source that Aaron Judge is going to the Giants. About an hour, was it like, was it an hour? Arson you know Judge. Well, okay, typo. <laughs> but Aaron Judge is going to the Giants. About an hour later, like, it like finds out, oh, no, it's actually not happening. Check like, that. Can you imagine right. if that was like Umberto Gonzalez and he tweeted out, oh, this DC thing. And then an hour later, oh, sorry, you got to retract this DC thing. People be like, you fraud. You oh. fake. You're fake. You know, like they would have freaked mean, out on him. And it's just, it's just funny how sports fans reacted to the news. Like some poked fun at John Heyman for being wrong, but like none of them really, you can't really question the man's credibility, but like, you know, Umberto or Boris Kitt. Like they print something you don't like, and they're liars, and they have an agenda. So I, I just thought that was funny because it is. Like, oh wow, I've been kind of waiting for this. You know, like I always like. Do you guys ever get on shams when like an NBA trade doesn't go down when he says it will? And I was like, no. And I was like, oh, it's well, they're not the same fan base to begin with. Or like, Schefter, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. like Schefter or uh, Woj or any of those guys. So yeah. Yeah, it but was, it was funny. It was, like, Heyman did it, <laughs> and no, no. I felt bad for him. Like I felt, like, but I mean, the internet. I mean, has no I, chill. I mean, maybe who knows? Like how that stuff was. Maybe it was judges, people who leaked it just to get the Yankees back inactive. Because possible, yeah. Apparently, Hal had to call from the villa in Italy on vacation and negotiate the deal himself. Which I was like, oh wow, this is. I haven't heard of anything like this since Hank negotiated with A Rod during the World Series. This is exactly that. This is this you know? version of that, yes. And yeah. I was like, did did Hal go over Cashman's head here? Hundred percent. So Dude, it makes I me wonder: think... is Cashman in jeopardy? But he just signed a contract and they announced it. Like, they I was like, 
nothing. The Yankees make as much sense as Warner Brothers right now. This has happened with all their their big stars. It happened with Jeter. We talked about Jeter A-Rod. was different because that Cashman was in charge of that. But that's what I mean. That's what Cashman. There was animosity in those negotiations too because Cashman leaked the information about that. But like an owner well. hasn't gone over Cashman's head since A Rod. I would not be surprised if he did, if that happened with the Jeter negotiations as well. Might not have been public. I don't think so because at the time you're dealing. Like, the difference is like A Rod and Judge at the time of their contract, they're arguably the best player in the sport. Whereas A Rod, whereas Jeter is the you know he's kind of washed at the end of that last contract. Well, yeah, like no one it. else has given him that much money. They overpaid Jeter. So, but well, the end to. of it, sure. But yeah, you know, so yeah. So but, this um, is so it was a good day. It could have been much worse. When I got the news, I was when I heard that he was going to San Francisco. I was like, oh crap! I remember be. I saw the tweet and I was like, oh wow, that's it. Really happened. Like yeah. I was always expecting him to come back. I just, I don't know. Like you're the best player in baseball. You're on the Yankees. Like it's like. You know, being the best player in basketball, not being on the Lakers. Like, it's like, you, you get it, right? Like, there's certain teams that just yeah are what they are. Or the Celtics, for that matter. You know, like, there's... So. Yeah, no, I... But I... And the Giants I, are a good franchise. They're historic in their own right, but they're not the Yankees. They're not the Yankees. That's for sure. No no, no sports franchise is the Yankees. Uh, it's kind of part of the reason why the Giants moved out of town. <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you. Yes. Sure. So, but I'm happy he's back. The but I still think the main while Judge's priority number like one A in my opinion was Carlos Rodon. Like I hope to God they sign him more than anything. Like that's really what I want. I want Carlos Rodon specifically. I wanted yeah, him last off season, and uh, I want him this off season. I liked him since he was a White Sox, and I think he can handle the media of New York. I think he's got a really good no f's attitude, and that's the guy I want. I want Carlos Rodon. Yeah, I mean that's the next. Pivot, obviously, we're going now. I mean, they Rizzo resigned, so they kept him, and uh, yeah, that's the next pivot. And then prob- possibly maybe trading Donaldson or something. Donaldson's not going anywhere till next year. So you can move Donaldson the final year of his contract. You can't move it with two years left. If you want to do something, I've learned to I've learned to believe that you can. If you really want something done, you could get it done. So, I mean, I, you're just taking on bad contracts for bad contracts, though. Well, there's no salary cap, so it doesn't matter. And the Yankees could say we'll pay a certain portion. They, of you the could salary. say that, but they operate under let's not pay the luxury tax. Well, they just blew that out of the water. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, we'll see. I think they've been planning for Judge for a while. That's why they don't have guys like Bryce Harper and other players. I think they were too. But if you believe the stories, Brian Cashman was ready to walk away, and that's why Hal stepped in. So. To me, Hal is like, yeah, we're going to screw the luxury tax now. I'm already over it, so who cares? That's what I would – once you go over it, I'd be like, who cares? We'll see. We'll see. I want to yeah. see what else Hal does. So. Like if he signs, like, I don't know, Stephen Shields, I'm not going to – you know, <laughs> like I need to – I need a $30 million pitcher is what I'm saying. We already have one. Yeah, I need another one. Being I, do, I definitely I agree with you. They need another frontline pitcher, and that's it's like I was telling my brother. I was like, I was like, these salaries are kind of getting insane. Like he got three hundred. I was like, Xander Bogarts is got he made more money in the prime of his career than A Rod did when he signed with Texas. I was like, years. he's not as good of a player as A Rod. 
can't believe 11 years. 11 years, 280. A-Rod got like, what was it? Something, nine, 10 years, 275? Something like that. You know, like. I just can't believe 11 years. Inflation's crazy. Like hockey did those kinds of contracts for a while. Um, When. He'll be like 41. When they were trying, when the salary cap first came into play, I remember hockey contracts were like 18 years and they just to, to stretch the AAV. They would stretch them out to these super long deals. I mean, Ilya Kovalchuk, I remember signed like an 18 year deal. Rick DiPietro, mm-hmm. same thing. 15 years, I think it was. So they did those kinds of deals. But in baseball, I never, like, that's crazy. Good for him. Yeah, good for, I mean, good for all these guys. I'm, I understand from the fans. If you want to make money, be a baseball player. Yes. And if you, in baseball, obviously is not a, a high contact sport. So if you want to have a healthy afterlife, too, you know. Baseball is the way to go, but all right. That's enough with the sports stuff. We could put a bow on this one. So Pete, you're listening to all Eric up here on W H O L Z. Eric up. What about you? You leave yourself out of the equation. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, let people know where they could get at you. You could, uh, you can follow me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, Mastodon. <laughs> and Zach Strider's favorite platform bureau at Pete Illustrated. Uh, you can follow podcast number ones, podcast listening to right now, Strider Gotham at straight underscore O underscore G on both Twitter and Instagram. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook fan page. Consider joining both. Uh, you can follow podcast number two, the Italian Spider Man Coalition podcast, the Italian Spider Man Coalition podcast that I co host with Nicholas and Nico Crusoe. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Italians for Spidey. We're also wherever you get all your good podcasts. Um, you could follow at Team Yellow Oval. Check me out on BatmanOnFilm.com. I've got articles and reviews, and uh, this podcast gets posted there as well. And I'm on Batman on Film YouTube as well with a bunch of interviews from Comic-Cons past and some toy reviews. And I've got some figures I actually picked up on sale recently that I should probably review. Uh, I'm not, I have a lot more We've free time seen in them. January. I've seen them. Yeah, you shared yeah, them with so us. So I have some free time in January, so I might do some toy stuff, but uh, hopefully get back on that train. Um, and that seems to be like really it. I think that's all, Eric. So why don't you take it away? Fluff well, them Pete- up and fluff them out. Wow. Okay. As Pete, <laughs> <laughs> as Pete has said a couple times, you can find me on Twitter at finally 33 spell finale 33. Uh, also, as Pete mentioned, hit us up on Facebook group page. We're all over the place, all over there. Uh, definitely, I still have to start getting more of my weekly questions and stuff in there. I like doing that. I've just been really busy with work, so I apologize for neglecting that. Is part. it raspberries or raspberries? <laughs> so I'll start doing that um, over there. If you guys are fans of the New York Knicks, as Pete uh, Pete kind of just did a play on the, <laughs> the name of my show. Uh, if you're a fan of the New York Knicks, I do a show called All Nicked Up. So on Twitter, that's at all underscore Nick underscore up. Uh, we do a weekly show. We record every Wednesday usually. Uh, and lately, since the Knicks play every Wednesday, it's been a post-game show. So we, <laughs> we've had the ability to talk about it right away. Uh, me and my friend Craig, my buddy Ty, we talk, sit there. We, we break down the Knicks and what we think is happening, what's going on. How are you doing? You guys happy with the Very Knicks? Fun. No, we're not. But, um, you know, if you if you – Tune in over there. You can check that out and see. Uh, strangely enough, we're only a game behind the Pacers, uh, where the Pacers are. So the Pacers have been playing very badly in the past week and a half. I like their team, though, man. I really they'll be do. good in a few years. They'll like be very team. good. But right now, and they're playing a lot better than people thought. So yes, considering Al a star, so yeah, they're they're good. Matherin's a star, I think, yeah. in the making. Yeah. 
So I'm, I'm enjoying, I, I, historically I hate that team, but I do like their makeup of the Pacers and, and where they're going. So it's not a Pacer show, but we do get into some NBA, other NBA stuff as well. Uh, usually you're surrounding the Nets because they're just have so much fun to, to talk about. They're the DC <laughs> of NBA teams. They, they really are. They really are. It's so much fun to talk about the Nets. So we talk about They've that. They've been quiet for a while. Yeah. Well, they've started, they've started to play a little bit better too. So yeah. We'll see what happens there. Um, I am doing my reviews on the Titans. I've been doing them two at a time. I apologize. Again, my job has really taken <laughs> my focus, but I just posted the reviews for the last two episodes. Uh, it was posted yes on Wednesday, I think, or maybe even yesterday. And I will. I haven't even watched the new one yet, which came out um, yesterday. So I'll get into it and I'll watch it. And I'll do do you think Uxus will be on that show? I do not, sir, sadly enough. But uh, I don't know if you know people, but Stargirl, Stargirl's going to be on. <laughs> uh so <laughs> look out for her uh in, in the, towards the end of the season i'm sure uh she will be on the show she might even have been on the last episode i haven't seen it yet i don't know ah, oops. But, <laughs> but uh definitely look uh, look out for those guys and definitely interact with me on titans it's been kind of a dull, and maybe it's because the season like pete says he doesn't like the season i think a lot of people are kind of having that same uh, reaction. I haven't loved it either myself. You uh, love it, you love it. but it's I did. Great, you think, think it's the greatest show ever made? I did. I do think the episode bef- that the last one that I saw, which is kind of the mid-season finale, I do think it finally we're at a point now where the show is going to kind of take off this season. So I'm hoping anyway. So uh, it should be getting more fun towards the end uh, of this season, and who knows what's happening beyond? Because I don't know if that show is going to be around after this year. We'll see what happens. Reboot, reboot everything. <laughs> We might have to do that, yeah. Oxus says reboot. So, I am Oxus. No more Hasbula. He's kicking. He's kicking Hasbula. No, to the no, no, that's again. true. Hasbula still. Hasbula still Hasbula. <laughs> let's 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 petition James Gunn to do a Hasbula Oxus movie. I would love Hasbula to play Gaggy in the Batman too. <laughs> Well, didn't he? Didn't you post something about him speaking English? Uh, didn't he say some words in English or something? Uh, good. <laughs> How are you? Good morning. Excuse me, Hezbollah. He's been practicing. There you go. So he's he's starting. It's a slow yeah. process, but if he, he can, can sing Happy language, Birthday, there you go. So, and guys, Pete, Pete's Pete's like the American spokesperson, PR person for, for this guy. <laughs> I'm clearly the biggest Hezbollah fan in New Jersey. I think he is. You might even be the biggest one in the United States. Probably. He's a great be. He's so. amazing. He's Hezbollah. 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 We're in the we're in the song portion of the show. Hezbollah. <laughs> I don't even know how to make a song out of Hezbollah. It's tough. Oh. It's, it it have to be. It definitely would have to be kind of Whoa. a palette. Hasbullah, whoa, Hasbullah. Oh, we're going doo wop. We're going doo wop now. Doo wop, stewie doo wop, doo wop. Holzman and Hasbullah, everyone's favorite duo. Holzman and Hasbullah. H and H. What you got going on? That's your theme song for your show. H and H. I would. I'd do H and H. I would do a show with him. I'm not even lying. I would. <laughs> I would do. He like I told you before he came on air. You just see him and you feel better about life. He's just always so happy. And He's an incredible human being. It's awesome. So he's a real right, inspiration. Enough of, enough of the Hezbollah love. 
Ah, you can never love Hezbollah too much. <laughs> Steve Ham talk like this from Texas. Okay. Are you done? Because we I think are. So. All hey, right, you guys. Can. You're ending it. Just end it. Just cry. Again, thanks ah. for all the support. Thanks for all the love. And this is 101. Again, episode 101. So we're starting the second <laughs> the second wave. Hopefully we get phase two. Phase two, yeah. We're starting phase two. So again, thanks thanks to everybody for the support. So for Pete, I'm Eric. You are listening to Straight Outta Gotham, and we'll see you next time. Booyah!